0: John Candy showed up late to set one day. He profusely apologized to Ron Howard, who was, you know, very cool about it. It's was like, eh, sorry. It's, right. it's like Don't you're John candy. It. I'm yeah, cool. Not yeah. a problem. And they said, let's just get started shooting. And John Candy kind of pulled Ron Howard aside and told him that he actually hadn't slept through the alarm clock, um, but that he was drunk. <laughs> And uh, the reason he was drunk is because he had gone to a bar the previous night and Jack Nicholson was at the bar.
1: No way. And he
0: recognized him and John Candy was fed drinks by Jack Nicholson all through the night, right? Like they had a night. He's like, I got to go. I got to go, you know, shoot the next day. And Nicholson's like, you're going to be all right, kid. Don't worry about it. The next day when he shows up to set, he's also still drunk. And the scene they were shooting was the racquetball scene. And the racquetball to the forehead, they did it in one shot.
2: They That's had, impossible. One time,
0: and it's while John Candy was drunk. Welcome to Buzz in the Tower, a podcast dedicated to the movies of the 1980s. Prepare to be stuffed in our DeLorean and taken on a trip through the best decade of film ever.
1: Hey, Mo, we better back up. We don't have enough road to get up to 88. Roads. Where we're going, we don't need
0: Roads. If you haven't already, subscribe to Buzz in the Tower on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. And while you're there, leave a review and a five-star rating. It's a moral imperative! You can also find us on TikTok, Instagram, and all social media platforms by searching the tag at Buzz in the Tower. That's B-U-Z-Z-N, The Tower. Buzz in the towers brought to you by Sonic Loans. You can find them at sonicloans.com. I would never own a produce market with you because you are horrifically irresponsible. Freddie to- made the big deals. He also lied about Alan's position as an ex Vietnam vet to win a contract. Do or- any of
1: you work for Penthouse Magazine? But I will
0: tell you that when you're dealing in numbers, Sonic Loans is where you want to go. That's someone I'd partner with. They're going to get you the right mortgage. The change of 1% or 2% can be just disastrous to what you're trying to do with your finances. Sonic Loans is where you go. Charlie and his team of experts are going to make sure you're in the right mortgage. If you're some rich guy who can afford to buy lavish gifts, great. If you're out of luck because you're a cab driver and the military flipped it over, that's a different scenario. Move, Gomer. Reach out to Sonic Loans today. Tell them the Buzz in the Tower sent you and get into the best loan right away. They'll take care of you. They'll give you the best service possible.
1: NMLS number one nine five five eight five five. Not available in all states. Not a commitment to lend. Additional requirements apply. Visit sonicloans.com or call 313 488 for more information.
0: Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Bolton Legal Group. You can find them at boltonlegalgroup.com Group.com for a free consultation. Call 248-595-0001. If somebody stole my lady from me and put her in a government testing tank, I'd need legal representation. Yeah, need Maddie a needs a lawyer. Absolutely. You go after Bolton Legal Group, not only do they know bird law, not only do they know real estate fish law. You took the words out of my mouth, Max. They're going to make sure that your mermaid is there to stay. Do you need a (laughs) a forged document of citizenship? Go to Bolton Legal Group. They're going to say that you're not from under the Sea. They're going to make sure you I could have solved everything. I I think so. They just got married, you know. There's a whole weird set of rules around this whole mermaid thing that I don't understand. Makes no sense. We'll talk about it later. (laughs) Ian and his team of legal experts is going to make sure that you're protected. Tell them that Buzz in the Tower sent you. Work with them. They'll solve your problem. Mermaid-related or not, they're going to take care of you the whole way through the process. Today's episode, Splash. There are movies, and then there are career-changing movies. Drew Barrymore can thank a lovable three-foot-tall extraterrestrial for putting her on the map. Sean Penn better add Mr. Hand to his holiday cards because Fast Times at Ridgemont High was his coming out party. Michael Keaton might be Batman, but without Night Shift, he might have ended up being Mr. Freeze. Nicolas Cage is basting in the moment, but owes it all to Valley Girl, for sure. And before Nicole Kittman was anything, she was a 15-year-old Aussie in the 80s classic BMX Bandits. Despite all of these examples, there is one movie I left off that is solely responsible for launching the career of Hollywood's favorite actor. Had it not been for a sweet, silly film about a mermaid in New York, Tom Hanks would be nothing more than a bosom buddy instead of the A-list star we know today. Today on Buzzing the Tower, we'll take a deep dive into the ocean and talk about the career-changing Ron Howard film, Splash. I'm Mo Shapiro, and joining me as always, the Freddy to my Allen, Max Sanders. And with that, welcome to the Statue of Liberty. The statue is a gift from French citizens and has come to symbolize hope for naked women everywhere.
1: You stole my intro. What do
0: you mean I stole your intro? I was going to say
1: Buzz in the Tower is brought to you by naked women statues.
0: You want to hear my other intro?
1: Sure. Splash! Uh, That's better. You should have done it. It's a
0: mediocre film from the 80s. (laughs) Splash!
1: (laughs) Way to to just give people the lead right away. Well,
0: last week we did Highlander, and I was convinced that the show was going to have to shut down
1: after Highlander. (laughs) People loved it. And people went nuts. Yeah, We had a boatload of downloads that day, and people were super excited. you got to remember, when we do like One Crazy Summer... Uh, oh, that's right. People in bonkers. We get Bernie's. You got to lean into this a little more. Are, yeah, I can't. Yeah, I, yeah.
0: I, I Well, first, before I even give you my <laughs> lukewarm mannequin temperature next. on this, can we do yeah. Mannequin next week? Oh, you would love to do <laughs> Mannequin.
1: <laughs> and we got the guy from, uh, what's his name? Oh, who knows, Max. Uh, Sit on the Academy. For second. He's got the Bulldog. The uh, Oh, are we talking
0: about Mannequin? Yeah. Have you jumped to Mannequin already? Yeah. Kip Captain control. Captain <laughs> Fattiest T Harris. Yeah, yeah.
1: Let's just relax. <laughs> By the way, if anyone wants to have some entertaining, the stuff in their lives, Google Charles Prince Charles's fingers. <laughs> they look like sausages. I tried to show Mo before the show, and he wouldn't look, and he got all stubborn, and we spent five minutes of me trying to put the computer in his face. There's no
0: possible way to explain what you're talking about to people. Like search it, Prince Charles's fingers. No, I mean the part about me refusing to look at it and you being a weirdo. Look at it.
1: <laughs> do it,
0: Max. Welcome to the show. Hello. This week we're going to be talking about Splash. Before we talk about Splash, we're going to talk about what we talk about every week, which
1: is... Trying to take over the world. Yeah. We're Pinky. We're Pinky and the Brain. Brain, brain.
0: We're Max and the Brain. One
1: is a genius. The other's insane.
0: To get through this podcast, we'll have to let you talk last. We're
1: Pinky. Pinky and the Brain. I like that show. Splash! (laughs) Uh. That's all I got. That's, we want to wrap
0: the show. I'm good, I'm <laughs> totally good. You know, I have to tell you, there are days that like I dread coming in here. Mm. There's other days where I'm like, this is my only reprieve. It's been a rough couple weeks for me. Really, my wife's father passed away. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, so that was rough. Uh, good dude. Um, he was. He was a partier, wasn't he? He was. He was yeah. also a trekkie. Really? That's cool. Su- and and Highlandery, if that's Ooh. a word. Yeah.
1: Was he anti-Star Wars? Because I know they like don't mix.
0: I, I don't know, but I do know that when we did last week's episode, my Trisha's stepmom religiously watches, watches, listens to the show. Uh, my wife does not listen to the show. No. Nope. Trisha's biological mom does not listen to the show, yeah. but her stepmom does. God bless her soul. And she was like, It's so funny that you guys did a Highlander episode because Mike, my father in law, loved Highlander. I think he more loved the series. I, I, you know what? He was old enough that he should have known the originals as well. Yeah. But So, that, right? Uh, cool. In addition to that, just, you know, I told you I moved my aunt back from Portland to Oregon into an assisted living facility. And then the coup d'etat. Today I had a soccer game and Aaron got lit up for like four goals and started crying in goal. And I was just sitting there watching. I'm like, I am really looking forward to going to record the podcast today. And then I remembered it was about Splash, and I immediately was like, this is a rough week.
1: I had a busy couple weeks, too. I got. Oh, a, did you? Did I got you a, play with
0: some bubbles and pick roses and skip through the – I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: I got a Cookie Monster tattoo. He's in his close. business suit. I was
0: really close. I got
1: one of those monthly subscriptions to uh, get in my car washed. You know what I mean? like I can do it as much as I want. And I got a my first ever. I got my first ever uh, car freshener. The black ice smell. My car smells really nice now. <laughs>
0: I I hate you so much. I hate your simple, easy life. It bothers me so much. And my fiance was gone for two weeks. Well, that doesn't excite you. You're not married yet. You don't start getting happy. No, it's easy. Like that. that's we're
1: independent you, people. I'm building her her own condo in my house. <laughs> well, because I go to bed at five a.m. and she wakes up at five a.m. Yeah. Oh, and we've got California closets in. We, we turned our third bedroom into a closet and office That's part, really exciting. And she got one of those standing desks that goes like, mm, like, goes up and yeah, down. Yeah. What? That's <laughs> <laughs> the wrong noise. <laughs> who says that? I don't know. What? 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 <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. God, who
0: does say that? You say that all the time. I do say that all the time, but <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is it from? I don't know. Mrs. Brovlovsky. <laughs> yeah, wow. What? 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 Yeah. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. South Park creeping its way into our dreams. Hey, uh, before we started the show, Max is kicking around the idea of getting a Simpsons tattoo. So, for any of our listeners, if you have any ideas, reach out to Max and yeah. uh, give him some ideas. I got no idea. Yeah, no ideas. Yeah. No idea. We, I want him to do Super Nintendo Charmers.
1: Yeah, that's good. I Super Nintendo. I'm in danger would be good too. Tastes like burning. <laughs> just Ralph's face on fire. How about just
0: like literally an arm sleeve of Ralph quotes? Wow. That'd be
1: aggressive. That's a lot.
0: Max, if you've never been to the show before.
1: You must be very confused. Yeah, you're
0: like, what are these guys talking about? Eighties movies or The Simpsons? Or or Moe's horrible life right now?
1: Yeah. Your life's pretty good.
0: I have no complaints. You had a Vegas trip. I did have a Vegas trip. Did we talk about that last week? Yeah,
1: no. Well, I don't think so. Well, because whatever, whatever happened there stays there. Yeah. And we know that You're for like sure. a professional uh, blackjack player. I am.
0: Well, only because I made money. If I lost it, I would be an amateur blackjack player. Do you so. double down and stuff? I do. Yeah. I double. I do all types of fun stuff. Nice. Say, my hands are shaking. I can't talk about
1: it. <laughs> you love it so much.
0: Max, we're, what are we, 10 minutes deep? Let's get to the, into the business here. Splash. Come on. Ah! Uh! <laughs> If this is your first time listening to the show and you have not yet already, please subscribe or like or add us to the queue. Leave us a review, five stars, all that jazz. If you're looking for more content, head on over to any social media platform. Find our handle at Buzzin' the Tower, B-U-Z-Z-N the Tower.
1: W-N-B-C. And
0: also head to our website, buzzinthetower.com, where you can get officially licensed merchandise from the finest linens across the sea.
1: You really did pick nice, like nice, uh, nice, yeah, linens, yeah, like thread counts.
0: <laughs> yeah, there you go. Also, patreon.com slash Buzz the Tower, where you can join our merry bandit of studs and studettes, co pilots, and uh, for as low as three dollars a month and for as much as ten dollars a month, you can be a part of. Or the as show. much as you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone true. did twenty. Don't don't like, don't hold back. Yeah, if you got the dough, we got the mo. The Lincoln, <laughs> <the> all <laughs> the right, the Lincoln Hawk. <laughs> it's. It, have we run out of material that you just have to say the same things every week? No. Yeah. I don't think so. Yes. <laughs> and I tip my hat yeah, just, just like, like this. So. Emilio. I screwed up every time just yeah. like so. Yeah. That's a repeat of mistake.
1: Whatever. People like repeats. They do. This, well, well, that's what Letter Kenny is. Uh, we played. To be fair. We,
0: we played. My daughter played in a soccer game. I had five soccer game tournaments over the weekend. Gross. I know. My daughter, my youngest, is playing travel now. And the first team she played, the coach, is literally the coach from Letterkenny. It was the same guy, like overly Effin aggressive. Yeah, it was really? unbelievable. Yeah. And this is my daughter's in second grade.
1: Is he talking about his dead wife Barb? No,
0: but he might as well. <laughs> but he looked like her, had his like mannerisms. It was incredible. That's terrifying. It was very thin terrifying. him or fat him. Fat. Okay. Yeah, that's no, more funny. More funny. But
1: did he kick a trash can? No. Oh. But he like. Did you should put one out there? You I like, could have seen if he did it. Yeah.
0: Max, we're gonna talk about Splash. Now, I, you and I sometimes right before the show starts, we'll start talking about the the show <laughs> yeah. way back when we started the podcast you and i were so much better about having like production meetings and now it's like tuesday here's the topic wednesday no really here's the topic and then we don't talk to each other until we come in on
1: sunday well, no, back it up though i try to get a topic in by tuesday and i give you like five suggestions and it takes you 48 to 72 hours got to marinate on to, them. to give me one I got more <laughs> on.
0: so this week i was excited because my rule of my rule of thumb is anything with Tom Hanks or John Candy, and God help us, with both of them in it. How can you go wrong? It's
1: only two movies with them. It's this and volunteers, and volunteers right?
0: And I've not watched Splash in a long time. Yeah, me neither. And I watched it, <laughs> and we're gonna we're gonna do the episode. I'm not bailing on the episode. I was disappointed, and, and interestingly enough. I want to say that I wasn't disappointed from the standpoint of, like, if you've never seen Splash, it's totally worth watching. The performances are wonderful. It's a fun, light, easy, breezy type deal. But yeah. But it was a commercial success.
1: $70 million on $11 million cost. It
0: launched Tom Hanks' entire career. It did. And when you, when you look at the historical value of the film, and it was, by the way, great John Candy.
1: I think I'll argue, we can talk about this later, this is my favorite John Candy It's movie. really good.
0: Right? And yet, when I was done watching it, I was like, "Meh."
1: <laughs> well, it's because their love has no reason. Like, what do they have in common at all, right? But that doesn't bother me about because know like, that it, they're just rubbing it, against each yeah, other. Yeah, but here's the, the thing. But in, in all in
0: all reality. yeah. Well, Max, come on. Are we really? Are you and I the people who be talking about love? Come on.
1: I'm deeply in love with
0: yourself. The the most I hate <laughs> <myself>. <laughs> you do it yourself. It's I love true. my
1: fiance. You do love your fiance. Fiance. Yeah, fiance. Pierre de. Pierre fiance. de. Fiance. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: That's good. <laughs> Splash. There's just something about this movie that didn't settle right with me. And I think as we go through it, maybe we can uncover what it is. I still would not deter you from seeing it. It's for historical value, it's worth seeing, but it just doesn't didn't get me excited. Like Highlander yeah. is is awful. Yeah. But I was like, I was like, I was every I was at the edge of my seat every moment. I'm like, I love this movie. It was great. Rewatching it didn't bother me at all. The fight choreography is terrible. The sword play is awful, and I could watch it a 100 times. I don't know that I'll ever watch Splash again. I think I'm all splashed out.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Do you think it's do you think Daryl Hannah is not a great actress? I think it might be it. I always feel her acting. Do you yeah. know what I mean like you feel like she's B level. Like the only time she's actually been I've really enjoyed her is when she's camping it up in Kill Bill.
0: I think your Daryl Hannah point is a solid one. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean she's stunningly beautiful. So when you
0: it's interesting when you look at her, you can't help but ask the question why was your career not like Michelle Pfeiffer's? Yeah. Why was your career not more like Kim Bassinger's? You know, yeah. like I, she has the look. I mean, she's just gorgeous, blonde, you know, she's fun, she's cute. She's
1: good in Roxanne, too. But
0: she was good in Roxanne. But, uh,
1: she, but was she, she good in Roxanne? Yeah, that's the thing. She's she's like a vessel. Yeah. Things she, get she, created she, around her. I, she's bad in Magnolias.
0: I will tell you, you nailed it. Yeah. Kill Bill. She's great in Kill Bill. But she's camping it up. And I wonder how much of it is because we just know Daryl Hannah.
1: Yeah. It's like a Tarantino mind-meld trick kind of thing. Like, he's bringing her back, so she must be good kind right, of thing, like a Travolta. Right. Yeah. I do
0: feel like Tarantino could get, like, Richard Simmons on a freaking movie, <laughs> and you'd be like, all right, I, well, I'm with it.
1: Apparently, I mean, the Christoph Waltz, you know, the guy who plays... Uh, yeah, yeah. So The Jew Hunter? Yeah. I don't like that name, but yeah, that's what he was. But uh, apparently, like other actors have said, he's not that great an actor. It's like Tarantino just knows how to write specifically for people. I, I guess. Well, think he hasn't done anything else besides the two Tarantino movies. Yeah. So that was good. I mean... I,
0: I I think I think you're right. I think that Daryl, but but I also would argue some of my favorite '80s movies, the the secondary female characters, they're weak. That's the weakness of '80s films. That's why Ripley is so incredible. Yeah, because they made a role that was actually acting and strong and powerful. Or Kathleen Turner. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a great example. So like, I, I don't know what it is. Well, before we talk about what it is or isn't, why don't we talk about what this movie is about? Fish. Alan Bauer. Bad is, name. Is uh yeah,
1: the names are weird too. Yeah.
0: Alan Bauer is rescued from drowning as a young boy off Cape Cod. Sure. <laughs> not Man Talking. They
1: just sat in the water together. I guess so. Right? They uh, just stared at each other while they're like, Well, drowning. he was he was
0: rescued as a young boy by a young mermaid. Years later, he returns to the same location and once again manages to fall into the sea and is rescued once more by the mermaid. Alan isn't sure what he has seen and what he has
1: imagined. It was all a dream at the end.
0: I- I- <laughs> imagination.
1: No. It's not South Park.
0: I- okay, Man bear pig. Yeah. Using maps from a sunken ship, the mermaid decides to search for Alan in New York, sprouting legs when her tail dries. Yep. Upon finding Alan, they fall in love, but she has a secret, which will no longer be a secret if she gets her legs wet.
1: Merman. Merman.
0: Birdman. <laughs> do you remember Birdman? Birdman.
1: I do. Harvey Birdman? Yeah. 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 Attorney at Law. Yeah. I thought you, I wasn't sure if you're talking about the Keaton movie. Which no. Was well, awesome.
0: prior to Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law, there was like Birdman the cartoon. Oh. That, that, uh, Comedy Central was it? No. Cartoon Network. Yeah. That was a play on like Space Ghost, Coast to Coast. Yeah. yeah. Space Ghost was actually a cartoon that I grew up on as a kid. Oh. Then they just turned it into a talk show. Weird. It's actually kind of brilliant. I mean, I assume comedians or people who are really good writers went and bought these intellectual properties of cartoons that were no longer in the syndication and turned them into like a whole new, you know, generation of hilarity. Yeah, yeah, great ad, buddy. Uh, so that's what this movie's about. Simple, simple idea, simple process. They fall, in love. they fall in love. It's a mermaid. It's in New York.
1: It's a great. By the way, one thing about this, it is a great New York movie. Really? I don't know. You got the cabbies, you got the streets. I'm walking in. Yeah. You got Bloomingdale You mean the
0: same cabbie from uh <laughs> Brewster's Millions?
1: Is it? Oh, yeah, but not the cabbie, it's the, the, camera, cabbie, guy. It's it's the, the camera, camera guy. guy. Yeah, yeah, it's right. the exact same
0: guy who's like taking pictures and uh again with John Candy. Yeah. So that's funny.
1: But I mean the Bloomingdales, the doorman, the yeah. nice New York apartment, yeah, I them agree. on the docks. Sure. And they weirdly feel like brothers who live in New York. And also, like, the people working for them feel like... Very New York. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. They all got 5 o'clock shadows. They all look like Super Mario. Not in front of the Teamsters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh,
0: geez. Not in front of the Teamsters. Um, ah, God, man. I'm so so twisted. Okay, well, let's, let's jump into the movie. Let's do what we do. Let's get yeah. let's, let's, That'll make me feel better about things.
1: You're having a rough time. I'm
0: having a rough time because this movie... There's, I'll tell you a lot of reasons that I'm having a rough time. Naked let's, Sarah Hammond in New No, that, that, that's the only thing that kept me through the movie. <laughs> Ron Howard. Okay. Who incredible director, right? I mean, he's got a lot to. We're not gonna. I know. I always do this to you. I bait you, and then I yell at you for doing this. So we're not gonna get into his work until we talk about the actors and all that jazz. But he said no to directing Mister Mom and Footloose because he wanted to attach himself to Splash. Yeah, I think that was the right choice. Weirdly, I don't know. Can you imagine what he could have done with Mister Mom?
1: Well, just think of how his career went, though. It worked. Yeah. I mean, I
0: I guess if you're happy where you are, then it's hard to look. (laughs) Yeah.
1: You're such a <laughs> moron.
0: John Travolta, Chevy Chase, Bill Murray, and Dudley Moore all turned down playing Alan.
1: Also, like seven other people. So Tom, he was the eleventh choice.
0: Tom Hanks refers to himself as the tenth choice for this movie. Eleventh? Does he say eleventh? Yeah. I thought he said tenth. It's okay. It's okay. Close enough. You're the tenth choice to be on this podcast with me. So there you go.
1: It's okay. I'll take that.
0: Steve Gutenberg, when he auditioned, the Goots found out he did not get the part. At the same time, he heard he was getting screen tested for Police Academy.
1: <laughs> See, if everything works out perfectly. Can you
0: imagine if Tom Hanks was Mahoney? He would have been perfect. But what, what his career would have been would have been what Gutenberg's career was. I don't know if he which is done over the in the eighties.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he would have been a great Gutenberg. He would have. I mean Mahoney, whatever. Yeah, yeah, Mahoney. It's like them and uh, Paul Reiser, are basically yeah. the same guy.
0: Who do you have for Daryl Hannah's part? Because I've got Diane Lane turned it down, uh, playing Madison.
1: Yeah, uh, Jodie Foster wouldn't have worked. No, uh, Roseanne Arquette would have worked. Yeah, Brooke Shields, Hamina, Hamina. Yeah, uh, Melanie Griffin. I feel like yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. Uh, Sharon Stone, Kathleen Turner, Kathleen Turner wouldn't have worked. Ali Sheedy would have worked. I think so. Or you know what the greatest one was? The combo of P.J. Souls. You know who was the uh, love interest of Bill Murray and yes, Stripes? Yep. Her and Bill Murray were attached at the same time. Oh, that would have been That would have been good. That could have worked. Yeah. Bill Murray's too much of a, like, he's too slick to, like, fall in love and, like, say, I never found love. Like, he's loving and leaving, girl.
0: You know, I guess going back to what you said about Daryl Hannah being the biggest issue that I might have with this movie, I just feel like everything in this movie was unnecessarily
1: forced. Well, their love, what do they connect about?
0: Not just that, but even like Freddie and his relationship I with love Freddie. Alan. He's great, yeah. but like he goes from being a degenerate to being in charge of the business the next day. Because his player. brother's not there.
1: And he's abandoning I think it's weird at the end when he's like, you can never go back. And he's just like, later, Freddie. Yeah. And later, everybody. Right? Doesn't right. that feel weird?
0: I'm not going to beat this movie up anymore. We'll do more facts. I'm gonna I'm going to follow the light to positivity on this one gotta move past my issues you're sweating did, i am did you know that john candy wanted to originally play dr walton Cornbluth?
1: i did I w-
0: what would that have been like instead of eugene levy
1: he's so good as freddie i will argue this is his best performance i love sleazy when else have you seen sleazy john candy because uncle buck has like a morality to him yeah he's not sleazy no it's I like mean, a
0: like a hint that he has <laughs> yeah that. yeah no i got you i got you
1: he brought a date to his own wedding <laughs> <laughs> uh, or when he's talking about drinking, remember he's yep, like, yep. he's like a the problem. F- the problem here, yeah. <laughs> a silver man would have reached for the pretzel. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I like when he's like, the problem here is you're you're scrawny. Yeah, 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 yeah. Your weight to ratio, Wait to ra- it's, weight to weight to drink ratio. Yeah, that's exactly. right. He's
1: holding the like caviar in his hand. Oh man, yeah, candy. He's Can- the. So do you think this is his best, or what's your favorite? The great We're, outdoors. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll okay. get
0: to that because I have an argument with that. So Ron Howard was the one that convinced Candy to play Freddie. Uh, Brilliant How- move. Howard actually hired. Levy because of Candy's recommendation. Yeah, because the SCTV connection. You got it, Second City. And TV. also,
1: Tom Hanks wasn't originally going to be in this movie. It's because he was in Happy Days on a guest spot. Do you know which episode? I've
0: seen the episode. No, is he good? Yeah, he gets in a fight with the Fonz. Really? Huh, geez, okay. the Fonz. Is yeah,
1: he, is he a greaser too? Yeah, or? He's, he's all right. Yeah. No, I don't think
0: he's a greaser. Okay, I've seen like the, the uh, I've seen like a, a TikTok video of it because yeah. Tom Hanks is on, and at that point, Ron Howard I think was already off the show and he was just coming back and directing. So that's how they were originally connected. But I also think it was Ron Howard's assistant or casting agent that recommended uh, Hanks for the job, too. That's cool. Ron Howard famously puts his family in cameos all the time. So in this movie, his father, Rance, was Mr. McCullough. Oh, I didn't know that. uh, Who was the very upset man over the cherries.
1: Oh, my God. Really? Yeah, that's his dad. Yeah.
0: Uh, his brother was, uh, who you know, Clint, Clint. Howard. Yeah, 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 Clint, the Wraith. Uh, he
1: played one of the wedding guests. Yeah, at TV, he's in yep. too. Yep, yep.
0: And- Ron's wife, Cheryl, and his assistant, Louisa, uh, were the two other people standing outside of the church during the wedding scene. I had
1: no idea. I knew he put Clint in all the time. He got them all in there. The angry guy at the uh, wharf is really good. Yeah, his dad.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does a nice job. Yeah. The interesting thing about um, this movie, your one of your favorite scenes in this movie and it's been in another episode of ours, was the dinner scene when Daryl Hannah Madison is eating the lobster. Yeah. Learning about this was fascinating to me. So she was a vegan, and yep. when she read this, she like broke down crying and was like, I can't do this scene. So they picked out all of the lobster meat yep. and made this weird like mashed potato hearts of palm, hearts of palm yeah. like thing. You can't tell the difference; it looks just like lobster. meat. It does. Yeah. That scene is vile. Yeah, <laughs> you love
1: it though. So Tom Hanks is he the best romantic comedy iconic dinner scene with a woman doing something ridiculous? I, it's when it, Harry Met
0: Yeah, it's interesting that you say that.
1: I'll have what she's having. That wasn't Tom Hanks. That's Billy Crystal. <laughs> it's Billy Crystal. Oh yeah,
0: Jesus Max. I was about. To, I almost pulled a Max. I'm like, yeah, no. Tom Hanks was not in when Harry Met Sally. Let me let me take. It your and Meg Ryan are connected. Let, let me let me just Joe take. Yeah, that's no, okay. You're good. You're good. I'm sleepless in Seattle. The Seattle. You've got mail. Yeah. Uh, let me take your idea and we'll turn see. it turn it on its side <laughs> a little bit. There are so many classic 80s movie tropes. Yeah, and some of them are attached to the same person. So Ron Howard did Cocoon, and the whole like dinner scene getting wild with the food. Do you remember in Cocoon when yeah, that yeah, happened? Yeah. So the, both Ron Howard movies. I'm trying to think there were some other like just classic moments that I was like, oh my God, how many? Th- oh, the most 80s thing ever, going into those revolving doors and then coming out on the other side and being like, <laughs> like Whoop. so do you remember in Police Academy when Sweet Chuck does that? And he's like, what a lobby. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's this way, buddy. Oh, that's great.
1: Or the blooming de- the uh, crazy Eddie videos. Yeah, yeah. That
0: was a real that was a real shop. That yeah. was a real uh, a real organization.
1: No, it had forty three stores in four states, but yeah. closed in nineteen eighty nine because of fraud charges and security violations. Wow, that's
0: great that you know that. Daryl right. Hannah apparently had a mermaid fetish prior to this film.
1: She swam like with her with legs her legs
0: like kind of- that. Yeah. yeah. So while they were shooting it, um, they would wrap her legs up. That tail was like thirty five pounds, I guess. Yep. But I guess the the co stars. We're so blown away. Like she was so fast that she would out- outpace the safety team that was with her when she was swimming. And they used to throw fries into the tank, like between shoots, and treat her basically like a dolphin to go see how fast she could go retrieve stuff. And I was like, "That's
1: interesting." That'd be a weird thing to like tell people about later. Yeah,
0: I've got this weird uh, ability to <laughs> duct tape my legs together and swim really. Or fast. Or no, that
1: you were the crew that you would throw fries at Daryl Hannah. I get you them. You know like what, man? Whatever.
0: Dolphin. It's long days. It's real long days.
1: <laughs> she couldn't pee or eat in the. Uh in the fish thing, yeah, I believe that. Yeah,
0: well, you wouldn't want to pee in the fish tank because,
1: well, no, no, I the, mean, once you get the fin on, all oh, the fin on, sorry, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. So, I gotcha. guess the fin was originally going to be like a dolphin, but they're like, it doesn't pop like color wise, yeah. so they based it on a koi fish.
0: Oh, it, it does was, have a koi fish look to it, yeah. I can see that, yeah. Kois
1: are like a hundred thousand dollars for like a set of them. That's that's factually inaccurate.
0: Look it up. I'm, I'm, I can assure you that you can get a, a koi for like, we
1: know, but there's nice koi that are like, I'm was, sure, but
0: like your standard garden variety koi is not a hundred thousand dollars. like the bougie. Boys. The bougie anything is $100,000. No, bougie goldfish, which is a koi. Which is a koi. Yeah. <laughs> most <laughs> Max conversation ever.
1: Bam, 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 bam. Is,
0: is this where you tell me that you just bought a $100,000 koi? Because that wouldn't surprise me.
1: No. Fish are ugly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so in the United States, Max, yeah. the name Madison went from the 216th most popular name for girls to... Uh, to the 29th most popular name for girls in 1995 and the third most popular by 2000, and was almost the name of my oldest daughter.
1: Cool. Yeah, my uh, fiance's best friend, Maddie.
0: Uh huh. Yeah. All right. Uh, Madison. I, I grew up on Madison. That was the name of the street that I was raised on. And it was the name of the street that my mom lived on when she went to Ann Arbor for her master's degree. Oh, very cool. So we were. I was thinking about Madison, but yeah. I like Reese. I'm it's a good name. I like, yeah. I like it. I like it. I like her
1: dolphin name. Break stuff.
0: <laughs> do you know what that makes me think of Did he of,
1: pay for the TVs? It didn't seem like he did. No. Do you know that
0: <laughs> do you know that scene makes me think of whenever she does the What? Ee- it reminds me of Ace Ventura when he's imitating the trainer and he's like, You would like to talk to Snowflake? <laughs> and the snowflake ee- say <laughs> ee-
1: <laughs>
0: That's my like favorite scene in that movie. Really? Oh, I love that scene so much.
1: And all of Ace Venturas?
0: In that well yeah, I mean the other Ace Venturas are irrelevant. The second one is okay.
1: Okay, I'm trying to think favorite scene. Do not go in there. It's pretty funny.
0: When he, re, when he redoes the entire, like, are you, <laughs> are you sure that door was open when you came in here? You know, I screwed that up because we're yeah. not a 90s podcast, so I haven't done my research on that. Yet. But I do love you. Yet, yet easy. <laughs> uh, Michelle Piper, Sharon Stone, both turned down the film. Every major film studio in the world turned down this film. I didn't realize that Touchstone was a branch of Disney. Did you that? I had you know no idea? That? No. This is the
1: first movie, right? The
0: was fr- so specifically created to be the adult film, not AVI, but the adult yeah. film <laughs> uh, portion or arm of Disney. And I had no idea that was Touchstone. It was a smart way to do it. And you know nobody, I mean? nobody wanted to do anything with them at first because it was like it was Disney. Like people yeah. didn't want to go do Disney, you know? Unless you were Disney, right? Say Disney more. <laughs> Disney, Disney, Disney. All right. Here's some wild stuff that I thought was was pretty darn cool. What? Disney related. The Little Mermaid, they changed the Little Mermaid's hair from blonde to red specifically to create separation from this movie. Oh,
1: that is cool. So
0: the original Little Mermaid was supposed to be blonde. And have you ever been on a ride called Splash Mountain?
1: Yeah. It's my favorite ride.
0: So you know all the rides at Disney are essentially based on like there's a Jungle Book ride. There's like- A Peter Pan ride. No, I didn't know
1: it was based on like. Almost every ride at Disney is
0: based on a movie or a property or a combination of properties. If you go on Splash Mountain, it's all based on Song of the South. Okay, remember the zip. Don't we like not? Nope. I shouldn't even sing that because it is racist. Racist. But in this movie, you hear like right when after he falls in love, Tom Hanks is singing zip. And when they named that ride, they specifically called it Splash Mountain to capitalize on the success of Splash. That's cool. Even though the ride itself and I think they just changed like that ride in the last couple of years to get rid of the more racist things that take place <laughs> in that movie but yeah that is based on Songs of the South so there you go
1: and isn't her tail in like a Planet Hollywood in somewhere in Disney too yes yeah.
0: uh, so there's a couple artifacts her tail's one of them and the other one is that fountain uh, the mermaid fountain that it's she buys fountain. from yeah. that fountain is now on display at Disney's MGM Studios at Walt Disney World oh, that's neat it's somewhere else too I can't remember but I know it's Maybe there for sure item Dude, uh, I gotta stop doing that. It's probably inappropriate. Is that what you would want from this movie? The fountain? The fountain? That's a great question. What would I want from the... No. Freddy? Firebird. You know, n- you, nope. I know exactly what I want. His scarf? I want Freddie's uh, jumpsuit. Suit. Yeah. His <laughs> tracksuit from uh, Racquetball. It's a great tracksuit. Yeah, it's a wonderful tracksuit. The... The foot- How long have we been playing? Five minutes. <laughs> the footage that they shoot underwater is actually kind of impressive. It's
1: really good, actually.
0: But I, it's, it was interesting to learn, like, Tom Hanks apparently was, like, a big-time smoker, and it was, like, really difficult for him to do these scenes because <laughs> he couldn't hold his breath to save his life. So I thought that was kind of cool.
1: Weirdly, there's one thing in this movie that freaks me out. Uh, when he's on that little dinghy trying to get to Cape Cod, yeah. and the guy just leaves just him.
0: Just jumps, yeah, and starts swimming. It's,
1: it's weirdly terrifying because, you, like, as an adult, you're like, this would be the most awful thing on the face of the earth, right? To get the
0: smaller boat yeah yeah that was that was something (laughs) tim allen john goodman another two people considered for freddie bauer john goodman could have done it he would have been great he would have been great tim allen i don't know i'm not i'm not a huge tim allen fan
1: uh the movie big trouble he's really good okay yeah
0: i don't know that i've seen that or not yeah i mean he was good in that movie that was like a parody of star trek galaxy quest is that what it was i liked him in
1: galaxy Quest. yeah he's good he's the voice of buzz lightyear right infinity i know but I don't. Ch- I don't
0: count those as being like those people movies. You know, like utilizing someone's what do you mean voice. Those people. <laughs> <Zip-a-dee-doo. laughs> That's terrible. Toast. Don't. It's not funny. It's not funny. Oh. You're, you're triggering me. Right. Do you know the new? VR. You know, in the little, the new Little Mermaid uh, movie. Are we gonna review that? They can't do. They're not doing the song "Kiss the Girl." Because it's considered like offensive to like without permission. Okay, even kiss to a me, that's yeah, ridiculous. Come on, then. Kiss <laughs> the person. No, it's like, no, not because it's the person. It's just like, sha la, 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 la Don't look now. Get permission first and then kiss, kiss the girl. The Richard. That's funny, though. Richard Gear, John Travolta, Bill Murray, Jeff Bridges, Kevin Klein. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hello oh boy he's <laughs> ready to do some aqua aerobics here we go here is he alive still no
0: i well you know he went into hiding and everybody thought i don't what? know what his i don't know what his deal is i
1: thought he's still around he is
0: he's not dead but i like he was in hiding for a hot minute and <laughs> i don't know you're asking the wrong man <laughs> max what other facts do you have about this i've got one i've got a mind blower for you it's just an incredible story
1: um let's see Oh, weird. Freddie and Ma- Madison never meet on screen.
0: Oh, yeah. Isn't that neat? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, you may have noticed in the dinner scene when they're eating. This is not my mind blower, but this is just kind of cool. While Madison, played by Daryl Hannah, is chowing down that vegan lobster. there is a She's cu- really hungry. She's really hungry. There is a couple that's like kitty corner to Tom Hanks and yeah, Daryl they, Hannah. They
1: flick it over the spoon over there, yes. right? Well, yeah. no,
0: not that. That is okay. one of the couples. But okay. then you get a quick glimpse uh, over his back shoulder of a couple sitting at a table is future love interest and co star from the movie Big, uh, Elizabeth Perkins, no who way. plays Susan? Yeah, you can see her for the briefest of moments, but isn't that wild? That is
1: cool. Why'd you find that? I or was, was you watching the movie. Yeah. I'm like, that's
0: Elizabeth Perkins. Yeah, I love her. You know what? I wonder if she's credited. Let me just pull up her IMDb and you take a like, quick no. look. She's not credited in IMDb, and I'm worried that I'm wrong, but I swear to God, Max, I'll, I'll pull the clip up and show it to yeah, you later. You. Like, she's there. Yeah. Wait, I can pull the clip up right now. No, Why not do don't, that?
1: Don't do it. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's good. It's good, baby. Don't worry about it. I don't think that's her, man. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I'm I'm staying by my guns I'm on looking this one. Up, I'm looking it up. Don't look it up. We're moving forward. <laughs> We're gonna Elizabeth, say it's her. It's Max, what other facts do you have? Get your last few facts because then I'm going to my mind blow. There was
1: a like a reverse role thing. Shannon uh, Tatum was gonna play a merman. Oh, in like twenty three, two
0: thousand three
1: or something. No. He would have been like... 2013,
0: nine. 2013. Yeah, yeah. In, in
1: 2021, it's still in oh, development. Jesus Christ. And the last thing, this is the most random fact I've ever heard. So they wanted a third brother, and they wanted to cast Neil pert Do you know who Neil Peart is? God,
0: that sounds familiar. He's the
1: drummer from Rush. He's never acted in anything. They just thought he looked like Tom Hanks. That's great, that's fantastic. The third brother, Tom Sawyer was a wise, wise man. I hate Rush. A young,
0: to- you hate
1: Rush. How can you hate Rush? It's just
0: <laughs> Have you seen? Uh, uh- yeah, uh-
1: What's it called? Slapping the bass. Yeah, slapping the bass. I love you, man. I love you, man. God, I
0: love that movie. That's great. How could you hate Rush? Jesus. There's nothing to it. There's a lot to it. It's Canadian it's soft rock. Are you ready to have your mind blown? Yep. This is one of my all-time favorite John Candy stories ever. John Candy showed up late to set one day for the shoot. And being the apologetic dude that he was. Canadian. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, it was, I apologize. Oh, I was a boat nowhere late. <laughs> He profusely apologized to Ron Howard, who was you know very cool about it. He was like, eh, it's like, right. sorry, it's Don't like you're worry drunk, Candy. It. I'm yeah, pretty cool. Okay. Not a problem. It happens. He's big. he's lovable. And they said, let's just get started shooting. And John Candy kind of pulled Ron Howard aside and told him that he actually hadn't slept through the alarm clock, um, but that he was drunk. <laughs> And uh, the reason he was drunk is because he had gone to a bar the previous night and Jack Nicholson was at the
1: bar. No way. And Jack Nicholson
0: walked up to him and was like, hey, John Candy. And, and John Candy- Oh, no, he's got to say like,
1: hey, John. Hey, if, John. If you want to be a straight shooter, I'm your friend, John. <laughs>
0: Uh, you can't handle the truth. But like John Candy was so humble and was just blown away by the fact that Jack Nicholson even knew who he was. And he's like, oh, you know how you're doing? You... No, he wasn't like that. He wasn't that Canadian.
1: Not Midwestern.
0: Um, but he recognized him and John Candy was fed drinks by Jack Nicholson. All through the night, right? Like they had a night, probably more than just drink. He's like, "I got to go. Yeah, I got to go. Uh, you know, shoot the next day." And Nicholson's like,
1: "There's no way he no.
0: You're gonna be all right, kid. Don't worry about it." That's like the quote that Candy said. Yeah. And there's,
1: by the way, you you say it like he sent him off when the bar closed. They were like drinking. Oh, until uh, if you own that
0: anymore. bar, you're like, let's hang no, out, dude. They,
1: they went to like Nicholson's Malibu place. Who or something. cares? Yeah. Or they
0: stayed at the bar, Max. Yeah. If you were a bartender and John Candy and Jack Nicholson walked in, would you shut the bar down? No. The next day when he shows up to set and he's trying to explain to Ron Howard why he's late. He's also still drunk. And the scene they were shooting was the racquetball scene. And the racquetball to the forehead, they did it in one shot.
2: They, That's impossible. They had One time.
0: And it's while John Candy was drunk. So that feel that you get of He's him like, oh. being like, oh, God, this is the worst thing ever. <laughs> That's acting, my friend, because he was running on, it's like, not, acting. not even yeah, yeah. not even a hangover. He was still intoxicated
1: shooting He's smoking. that scene. Those beers are probably real. I don't,
0: like, know, it, I don't know if it's a mind blower as much. as just a great story. It's an awesome I thought, story. I thought you'd appreciate it. Yeah. Max, speaking of great stories, do you have any more?
1: Uh, I think our advertisers have great stories. Oh, they do. Well,
0: let's uh, stop for a quick <laughs> ad. Buzz in the towers brought to you by Dolby Real Estate. You can find them at wearedolby dot com. I remember watching this movie and thinking, "Do you buy a place on the water? Because like then you've got the best of both worlds. Yeah. You're on land. You're on sea." Hoooooooooo <laughs> <laughs> lives. I'm sorry. I
1: just... Clancy Brown.
0: Clancy Brown. You Mr. Krabs <laughs> son of mustard. a gun. But Dolby Real Estate would be the place I'd go to. I mean, New York real estate on the water? That's got to be a fortune.
1: Yeah, that Atlantis place at the end. How much do you think that got? A, a ton.
0: That's <laughs> just totally killed one of my <laughs> Easter eggs in the movie that no. nobody knows about. It's alright. Now you're good. Oh. Dolby Real Estate has got the best real estate agents, the best marketing agents, the best legal agents. You're going to want to get in with them immediately. Tell them that Buzz in the Tower sent you. They're going to take care of you through the whole process of buying your new home or selling your current home. The key is to get in for that good price. 100 million in sales, over 400 homes sold. Reach out to them today. Have a great experience. You know, Max, the good thing about this movie that I, I don't really like very much, but that we're doing our best to get through, <laughs> there's not a whole lot of actors to go through, so we're in the home stretch. <laughs> 1984, this movie was rated PG. I don't entirely. I feel like there's quite a bit of nudity. It was. It was a lot before. of frontal, a lot it, of Daryl Hannah and the Buck.
1: It was. <laughs> Buck <laughs> naked. It's, it's like Quagmire made this movie. All right, <laughs> but uh, this was before the PG thirteen categorization. Yeah, Temple of definitely Doom wasn't art. Reynolds. No, yeah. you're right. Uh, yeah. There's
0: a lot of butt, lot of butt talks. Yeah, I ain't complaining. I was shot in the butt talks.
1: <laughs> you're so done with this episode. I am. I
0: uh, <laughs> God, this movie did not get me excited. But I do like talking about the characters. So let's start with Ron Howard. Ron Howard, Night Shift in '82. Splash in eighty four, cocoon in eighty five, willow in eighty eight, parenthood in eighty nine.
1: Gung ho, bro. You missed
2: gung ho. I did, you're right. What yeah. oh, was that
1: eighty one? Uh, it's like eighty five or 86. How did I miss Gun Home? I
2: don't know. B- oh, between thanks, Cocoon thanks and, and in there. yeah Sandwiched right, in.
1: Because you were excited about backdraft. I was in the, I was <laughs> in the nineties?
0: Well in the nineties, right? Backdraft, Far and Away, and then Apollo thirteen. Apollo thirteen was his coming out party. You right? missed my favorite. What's your favorite?
1: Give me back, my son. Oh come on. Ransom. Ransom, I know. Ransom's good. I, I I'm not TV, Beautiful Mind, The Grinch. I guess I
0: stopped after Apollo thirteen.
1: Rush. Rush is a really good uh draft. Next, I quit. Okay. Do do the rest of the episode. I'm done. <laughs> He's also a good actor. He's okay. I mean he was OP. Yeah. And he was uh, what's his name, Richie Cunningham, on Happy Days. So, have you looked up what the uh, the writer Brian Glazer <laughs> looks like? Yeah, he looks like the he's intense, the most awful producer of all time. Well, his writing hey, credits: baby. Splash,
0: Armed and Dangerous, and House Sitter. House yeah. Sitter was good with Steve Martin. I never saw it. It's good. You'd yeah. like it. Yeah. You'd,
1: you'd dig it. And he also produced uh, Friday Night Lights, Eight Mile, and Undercover Brother. Yeah, Undercover Brother was really bad. A classic. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) And Bruce J. Friedman, who also uh, wrote this, wrote Stir Crazy and the Heartbreak Kid. Stir Crazy's good. You know, it's
0: funny. The last character that I want to do is John Candy because it's a good revisit on what I would argue. When you've asked before who won the 80s, I think I'm ready to just say John Candy won the 80s. His his roles in the 80s, the volume and quality of them is second to none.
1: See, but a lot of them are like 10 minutes on screen.
0: But it doesn't matter. It's not how long you have. It's the impact. I mean, look. What, what There are some great movies like uh, what Schwarzenegger in Predator saw, said like four lines. Yeah. Sure, he was in it a lot, but I mean, he barely said anything. And it's the best action film ever made.
1: I don't know if that equates. <laughs> I, I says it does. So therefore it does. Okay.
0: Tom Hanks. Yep. You got. I'm not going through everything because I don't want you to I've me. seen a few
1: of his 80s movies. The Man with One Red Shoe. Yeah. You have yeah, seen it. Yeah, 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 yeah. We talked about The, the Man, Man with One Red Shoe. No, I
0: haven't seen it. The spy film, it's got our girl in it. The girl from uh, Footloose. It's like the only other movie she was ever in. Laurie, Laurie Singer. Singer. Oh, yeah. Lori yeah. yeah. Singer. Yeah. Lori Singer. Yeah. Uh, she was, I think that's literally the only other movie I can think of she was in. Yeah.
1: Well, Tom Hanks, I mean, his eighties, his 90s is unassailable. His 80s is fun.
0: Well, yeah, you can't even get through any of it. Bachelor Party. A we got Bosom Buddies, Happy Days, Family Ties, Splash in 84, Bachelor Party in 84, The Man with One Red Shoe in 85, Volunteers in 85, Money Pit in 86, Dragnet in 87, Big in 88, Burbs in 89, Turner and Hooch in 89. What's
1: your favorite 80s Tom Hanks movie? That is a great question. Yeah.
0: I love the Burbs. I, I am the first to admit that most people would not. I mean, you and I have fought on this before because I think that the, the chemistry between Tom Hanks and Carrie Fisher and the Burbs is like my favorite Carrie Fisher. She's so bad. I know. You hate, hate her in this. The Klopax everything about that movie I love. Yeah. The only thing I would have done differently is instead of uh, his neighbor being whoever it was, I would have made him Randy Quaid. That, oh, that would have been, been great. Yeah. But I, I mean, I, I love the Burbs. Bachelor Party for me. You but I I also have a very very hot take on Tom Hanks. My favorite overall role of Tom Hanks is Joe versus the volcano.
1: I could see that. I love that movie. Yeah, it's great. It just
0: we I was just it's talking the guy to, that wrote Moonstruck. I was just talking to Bruce. I was just talking about, uh, to Bruce about this the other day. Something happened to me when I watched. Vision Quest a few weeks ago for our episode. Mm. I can't get the movie out of my head. And I watched it when I was younger and I liked it, but like it just resonates with me. Joe versus the volcano is one of those movies that I saw when I was a kid. I saw in my teens, but I watched it like a year ago. And there's just something about that movie that won't leave my brain. Like I love that movie. What do you think it is? I think Do
1: you you feel like him in the beginning?
0: I I, no, I, I feel like those personal journey movies really have a tendency to stay with me. So Vision Quest. Vision Quest sticks with me for two reasons. One being that it's this incredible kind of uh, vision quest. It's a vision quest this guy's going through. The second reason is I think Matthew Modine in that movie, it's one of the best performances of any actor in the 80s. Yeah. It is so not typical of an 80s teen movie. Like he, He's yeah. got such depth to who he is. On the other side, when you go talk about uh, Joe versus the Volcano, Tom Hanks is Tom Hanks, but there's just something so deep and Interesting about the whole story that it's it's that rare second breath on life, right? Huh. And 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 also that he, I don't know, man. And, yeah, and no, Melanie Griffith, and she's you know, nope, Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan. <laughs> Peter Griffin was great in this movie. <laughs>
1: Peter. 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 What? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Daryl Hannah. Uh like I said, we can feel her acting.
0: Blade Runner? She was good in Blade Runner. Yeah, but she doesn't she's a robot. I know. But that's <laughs> what have we talked about? Some actors and actresses they're born to be robots.
1: She is beautiful in the Pope of Greenwich Village. Yeah. You need to see that. Yep. Have you seen it? Uh nope. Yeah. Uh, Wall Street? Yeah, she's really good in that. And then movie. you
0: don't like her in Steel Magnolias. I, I hate her. I think bad in that, but whatever. Those glasses
1: are so... She oily. had a so-so
0: 80s, but maybe that's because she's a so-so actress. And she was in Legal Eagles, that. too.
1: Well, yeah. I need to see that.
0: She was also in uh, Reckless. Have you seen that? No. Yeah, it's an 84. Uh, Eugene Levy. Eugene Levy is... It's almost exciting to see his career today. from well, From, Creek, from yeah. American Pie to... What was the... Chiss Creek. Yeah, yeah. Both of those... Uh, that movie and that show reinvented him not just that but like i feel like he finally got what he deserved because he is really funny his comedic timing is great and i he couldn't carry a movie armed and dangerous the failing of armed and dangerous is like it's hard to buy into eugene levy carrying a movie yep
1: or carrying a gun. Right, I know, right? <laughs> but uh, he, I think his sweet spot is like the improv movies, like Best in Show and A Mighty Wind. Do you know what I mean? I agree. Where he's part of an ensemble cast. Be,
0: you, know, you know what syndrome he's got? He's got Rick Moranis syndrome. So Rick, with the exception of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Rick Moranis is at his best when he's a character in a movie, not the character in a movie. And if you look at his 80s, right? National Lampoon Vacation. He's hilarious as the car salesman. He it's is. a
1: short role, but it's great. You need him 10-15 minutes and get out.
0: Yeah. Splashed in 84 and then armed and dangerous in 86. He's, not not a ton to him.
1: He's pretty over the top in this. He is. He's great. <laughs> he's really funny. What a week in this. I'm having. When you
0: can take yourself and be so like vile, and then you see the change, right? Like when he's sitting close to the fish tank and he's just Watching staring, staring off to her, yeah. and she's like fading away. No. And and then you also see the disrespect he's given by the real doctors because he's a kook which is so funny the one doctor when uh or the one scientist i should say when he's getting into it with him about you know her f- personal safety and he's like i don't consider you a peer why don't you go find a unicorn yeah he found i'm like he, he found, found a mermaid. mermaid and you're giving him crap <laughs> and saying go f- he probably could find a unicorn because yeah. he found a mermaid <laughs> that again little small little plot holes that bothered me yeah uh wh- you want to hop into john candy sure oh man So All this right. is his best role well, before we say this is his best role, can I just can I give you the list? Yeah, give it to me. All right, Max. Deep breath, Max. I want you to make a TikTok of this, if you will.
1: 18 movies? I don't know. Uh, I don't
0: know if I did every one, but I think I did. Let's. Okay. And I am sneaking in one movie from 1979. Private Foley in 1941, which came out in 1979. Right. Burton Mercer the, from the Blues Brothers 1980. Ox from Stripes in 81. Lasky the Guard in National Lampoon Vacation in 83. Hi folks. Freddie from Splash in 84. Spike Nolan and Brewster's Millions in 85. Jack Chester Summer Rental 1985. Tom Tuttle from Tacoma in Volunteers 1985. Frank Dooley Armed and Dangerous in 1986, Barf in Spaceballs, 1987, Del Griffith in Planes, Trains and Automobiles in 87, Chet Ripley Great Outdoors in 1988, Don The Voice of the Horse from Hot to Trot in 1988. Such a bad movie. That's a great movie. Who's Harry Crum in 89? He played Harry Crumb, of course, and Charlie Cronin, Speed Zone 89, the third in the Cannonball Run series, which yep. nobody knows. They, they know Cannonball 1, they know Cannonball no 2. Knows it. Nobody knows that speed zone. That too. I know. And then Buck Russell and Uncle Buck, 1989. That, my friend, that is one hell of an
1: 80s. It is. I need to think about who has a better one. I'll, I'll think about it and get back to you.
0: Now you're asking me what I think his best performance was in the 80s.
1: Most like what's the one you enjoy watching the most? I think it's this one for me.
0: It's the great outdoors for me. Yep. Because you know I love Chet Ripley. That being said. I really love him in this movie. Splash might be my second favorite. Yeah. Uh, I do like an I evil- I from Penthouse. I like a slimy- <laughs> I, like, I like my John Candy a little slimy. It's yeah. nice. It's nice. It
1: is fun. His, his scarf and his firebird and all.
0: Now, one thing that John Candy does that not a lot of comedic actors can do, and I think of like Bill Murray as being the best example of this. So look at Stripes. When things got serious in Stripes, right? When they had five minutes to cram six months worth of training- what, what kind of tra- training, Max?
1: Army training.
0: Oh, Army training, Max. <laughs> he gives a motivational speech, and has his serious moment. Yeah, but it's not serious. Yeah, John Candy, when he has his flip the switch serious moments, he can do it. He can do it. Yeah, planes, trains, and automobiles. Right, I like me. People like me. Like that. That. That speech is sandwiched between his absurdity. And even in this movie, in Splash. Like when Tom Hanks is complaining about, you know, woe was me, woe is me. And his brother's like, I'll never have love like that. Like it's a, in an absurd, in an otherwise absurd movie, he squeezes in the only minute of seriousness in the entire movie.
1: He, I don't know. The secretary's pretty serious. <laughs> she,
0: you're that secretary. <laughs> she got hit you're by lightning. lightning. The best is when she's wearing her bra on the outside of her shirt. And he's like. Never mind. He doesn't even want to deal with
1: it. No, him. no, no. The best is, are there any messages? It's like, your father your called. Father called. It's like, he, he died four years, years, five years ago. ago. It's like, shall I get him for you? And
0: <laughs> that's really good. That's that's, a, that's another total trope from 80s movies, they the, really like leaned, nitwit they secretary. They
1: really, they really leaned into the laziness of writing. Like, we could have wrote this movie.
0: What's the name of, uh, in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, what's Ed Rooney's assistant's name? Oh, One Righteous. Grace! Director. Yeah, yeah. Grace! Yeah. She's like, oh, he's one righteous dude, but she's like a buffoon, right? Yeah. Remember uh, when they're done making all the phone calls? And, uh, uh, and, and, and well, remember, <laughs> and, and he's like, Ferris Bueller is behind this. And she's like, and her poor grandmother, too. Yeah. Who's <laughs> <He was> dead. <laughs> Unreal. Max, uh, any other characters you want to cover in this blockbuster of a film that we just talked about called uh, Splash?
1: Augie, the Cherries Dude. Yeah. Did you look familiar? Augie, the Cherries Dude. You know who uh, won the game of uh, poker against Freddie? Yes. So that's Tony Longo. Who was right. Wait, wait, don't tell me.
0: Hold on. I know who he is. Okay. Don't tell me.
1: He's in a lot of stuff. Hold on.
0: This is going to make me
1: so angry when you tell me who it is. Go <laughs> ahead. Tell me. He's rocking 16 candles. You know, God. the guy that he's yes, doing the push-ups. Yes, he's doing with. the pull-ups with, yeah. not the push-ups. Yes, and, I knew that. But he's also the sailor in Feds. Remember? Yes, yeah. that she that she falls in love with. And Damn it. in Suburban, *Suburban Commando*, he's Knuckles. He's Knuckles.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> *Suburban Commando*,
1: or he's Trisket Mesmer and Angels in the Outfield.
0: And all we're missing in our lives is a little Christopher Lloyd and Hulk Hogan. Yeah, unbelievable. It's a really bad movie. It's God. It's such a bad movie. And *No uh, Holds Barred*. What's worse, *Suburban Commando* or *No Holds Barred*?
1: Well, *No Holds Barred* has the Dookie scene, so that makes me laugh every time. But what's a what's worse that movie? smell? What's the worst movie? What's the worst *Suburban Commando*? I don't know, yeah, I don't know. Uh, one last thing blew my mind. You know the stu- two stupid guys that are helping Eugene Levy? Yes. So one of them, uh, Claude, the mop top kid who's kind of got the Beatles haircut. Yeah, yeah, he's played by David Nell with a silent K, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Uh, have you seen the movie Pig? No. Oh, it's Nicolas Cage is like a. Yeah, he's
0: got that pig he loves.
1: Yeah. So he- there's a scene where he's talking to this fancy restaurant guy, and it's like the best scene in the movie. He's the fancy restaurant chef. Oh. And he's also Ernie in both Tony- Total Recall and Turner and Hooch. I don't know why they named him Ernie both. That's a little
0: lazy, but whatever works. I did not know that about him. Yeah. I am pissed about the 16 Candles. I knew that guy looked familiar, and I couldn't yeah, know what he was Yeah, he got that from. weird, like, I'm walking here. And then I told you the one guy who's the cab driver is the same guy from Brewster's Millions who is the photographer. Yeah. Uh, Max, anything else? Nope. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Great episode. Splash, been done splashing. zip a doo Let's head on over to our Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight. Max, the poor unfortunate soul that we stuck with the <laughs> with the uh, fan spotlight for this movie no, is.
1: What was the worst one? Uh, did we stick someone with Commando that fully didn't know? No, enjoy we
0: kids? gave. Oh yeah, was it Commando? We gave somebody who hated the movie. Running Man, it was Running Man. <laughs> we gave uh, we gave Steve McDonald, a friend of ours from across the pond. Who uh, loves the podcast, loves our, our Instagram. He's, He's in British all Columbia. Over, He's not yeah. across the pond. He's born from across the pond. Same thing, Max. <laughs> I don't think so. It's all freaking croissants and cupcakes, Max. It's sausage finger Whatever.
1: presidents. Can you speak English? Sa- Are you
0: focusing? Could you put your cell phone down? We're not done with the podcast I'm putting yet. In our TikTok up. Are you?
1: You <laughs> ran late because you're sweating.
0: <laughs> Let me know when you're ready, Max. We're all I'm waiting on you. I'm ready. Steve McDonald. Uh, what is his Instagram handle? The Steve McDonald. The
2: Steve McDonald. The Steve McDonald. McDonald.
0: Mac. Return of the Mac. All right, let's see what Steve had to say uh, about this awesome movie, Splash.
2: Hey, guys. Yep, Steve here. Uh, so I absolutely love your Instagram uh, profile. Just seeing all those movies takes me right back. Uh, and Splash, my God, I think I was 13. You know, I was 13 years, years old when that came out. Uh, my parents owned a chain of video shops. And they bought it home. And uh, we were huge fans of uh, John Candy. And uh, hadn't really heard of uh, Tom Hanks at the time. And, uh, yeah, watched it. It was was okay. But, uh, like I said, we were, as a family, we were huge uh, John Candy fans. And uh, I do, there's a couple of scenes in it. There was the the funny ones where he, um, if I remember correctly, pretended to be Swedish from watching um, porn films. (laughs) If I am correct, I am going to have to look at YouTube and see if I can find those clips. Um, but then there was another one where, and this shows what a great actor John Candy was. He was able to go from funny buffoon to serious. And there was one, there was one particular scene um, where he was talking about um, love. You know, you can't find you can't find love anywhere. Yeah, it just yeah. He was he was a great he was a great guy, and that was. He was the one that made the overriding impression for us for the film Splash. Tom Hanks. Yep. I think it was one of his uh, first movies, went on to great things. Uh, Daryl Hannah. It's a shame that I didn't really hear much about her afterwards. Um, was a couple of things that I think she was in. Um, but nothing, nothing springs to, to mind. And uh, of course, uh, um, you know, Ron Howard went on to do some really great movies, uh, directing. Uh, but uh, for me, John Candy was the uh, highlight of Splash. Anyway, all the very best. Take care. Bye.
0: Okay, so that's reassuring that he essentially had the same pregnant pause in his voice. He was like, yeah, it's, it's an okay movie. Yeah. But he, look, he nailed it, right? Like, He sounds like C-3PO. A little bit. My word. <laughs> don't ever give me the odds, Steve. Don't ever give me the odds. But he, he, he nails a couple important things. First of all. John Candy carries the movie, right? Yep. Like, And and then secondly, that scene is absolutely hilarious when he says something to the effect of the size of his genitals. And he says it in Swedish yeah. or Sweden or whatever yeah. the term is. And then he learned how to speak Swedish. He, you are correct, Steve. He Swedish. learned how to speak it from watching pornographic films. <laughs> so there you go. That's a little tidbit of information. Um, and yeah, and like I said, the uh, John Candy's ability to flip the switch, to go from like goofball to a serious moment was second to none
1: absolutely
0: max on that note it's been an absolute joy talking about this movie <laughs> with you uh look forward to the next one let's try to pick something a little bit better Vatican. next week you have to talk about Spl- splash has its place you got to talk about it i just this is rare when you and i both agree that we don't like a movie yep. howard the duck you'll live and die by i want to put a bullet through my head and
1: what's the one that you like that i don't
0: uh, goonies Oh, yeah. Except you're a coward. You won't own it because so many people come after you and call you a POS. Yep. But you're like, oh, I learned my lesson. But no, you don't like the Goonies. You tried. At least you tried. Yeah. But we both can agree that Splash is mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> so if you it's enjoyed sandwich. if you enjoyed this mediocre episode about a mediocre movie, feel free to subscribe. <laughs> no, no, to talk about mediocre yeah, There things. you go. Yeah. Feel free to subscribe, follow us, leave a review, five stars. Check us out on social media at Tower. our website, buzzinthetower.com, or patreon.com slash buzzinthetower, where you can be one of our co-pilots and hopefully pick better topics for us than the one we just picked max on that note i have nothing else to add how do you want to round out this episode on splish
1: what are you looking at you never seen a guy slept with a fish before it's a good
0: one yeah i will end the way i started splash ah uh, it's a mediocre 80s movie my friend splash
2: you're still here